Talk brunch served hot. Talk brunch live. Rick Dower here with his co-host, Mr. Dustin Soglo Frazier. Talk brunch live. We don't wish COVID on those people. We're not Welcome everyone to NXT TakeOver 31 Post Show. This actually serves as episode 412 of Talk Brunch Live. Glad you could join us. Tonight a very interesting wrestling going on. Did you enjoy it yourself? Yeah, I mean, this was a very physical smash bounce. I like their new setup. Yeah, they had a pretty good setup there. Um, very. Yeah, really cool. Very stylish. You know, they were due for a change. You know? I, I, I like the chain link, and they gave it more of like an intimate, like, violent type feel. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely did. So, good job to them there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to actually see if I can bring up some of the, uh, the stuff here from... Uh, just the footage of that, uh, the new place. Uh, what do we got here? I know it was to an extent supposed to be kind of like the Thunderdome, but it didn't have that thunder. It didn't feel like the Thunderdome. But then, um, yeah, I think it's because of actual people there for me. It did have the Thunderdome screens and everything, though. But I think I wasn't paying attention to them as much. I was more looking at like the actual people, I think. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. Yeah, I had, um, it looked kind of smoky. That was one of my issues with it. Like, it didn't look as clear. As the uh, as the regular Thunderdome, something yeah. about the lighting there kind of bothered me. That's why I'm trying to bring it up here because I'm glad you brought that up. Just had like a strange look to it. It's called the Capital Wrestling um, Corporation, named after like well, that well, that was the original place they called the Capital Wrestling Center. Right, right. It's named after the Capital Wrestling Corporation. You're correct about that. So it was basically um, like the prelude to the WWE. So. Interesting corner camera angles, and also like I said, a bit dark and smoky. And uh, the lighting makes it look like they built that out of the raw underground set. <laughs> Just a little, right? Like, I, I hope I didn't, like, break their kayfabe or something. But the moment the lights turned on, I was like, did you guys just slide a ring into the raw underground and bring the Thunderdome screens in? Or well, what are we doing? You know, it just had that weird. It looked just like raw underground. Uh, thank you for the host. I don't, I don't even have, unfortunately, I don't even have that screen up. So you have to call it. He's, oh, wait, it was cool. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops, okay. pops up a tad late on Twitch, but yeah. Still be. Yeah, but uh, do you think it's better or worse than when they were at full sale? Because I think this is a, a, a long-term thing. Oh, it's going to take a little while for me to see it. To kind of like, depending on how I feel. Because full, full sale definitely felt felt a bit more lit up. But this this new setup they had, it made it feel like they were at least putting it somewhere on par with the main roster. Whereas like the main roster basically gets this miniaturized version of their regular shows and NXT was still just sitting at full sale. Right, but even when we were at maximum capacity, NXT was always a miniaturized version of uh of the Raw and SmackDown shows. This gives it it still has an indie feel to it, but it does give it like a better atmosphere, I think. I guess maybe like the better way to put it is like it feels like they're putting as much attention into that setup. Right. 
Because yeah. it felt like they were they it just felt like okay, it's about time to spruce up NXT to be somewhat kind of like it's on Ron's back now. Yeah, so I wonder where that leaves their relationship with Full Sail. Like I guess they're done there. Uh I'd say maybe for now. Mm, that's very interesting. It's a sudden move because Triple H was just talking in the last NXT takeover press conference about how important his relationship with Full Sail was. So it's interesting that they didn't build something like that there instead of here. Which this isn't the performance center, once again, right? Yeah, they're back wow. to PC. Place is huge, huh? You could build all right. kinds of stuff there. Good for them. Yeah, place sounds good. Yeah. So uh, before we even get into the uh, takeover, just the, the relevant things that I wanted to talk about in regards to things leading into Wednesday. I'm only going to talk about stuff that pertains to the angles on the uh, pay-per-view, but there was this conference between uh, Finn and Kyle, which was pretty cool. Shawn Michaels was sort of the mediator there. If you haven't watched that, I recommend you go and check it out. I thought it was a cool build-up. It was great. Uh, to this final little showdown. Uh, and, of course, there was, to build heat to the the title matches, Io and Damian wind up losing uh, to Candice and Gargano, thanks to a low blow from her. So I, they kind of foreshadowed in the previous Wednesday that we talked about that there was going to be some sort of a mixed tag, tag match. So pretty much that's about it. So... Uh, you know, like we said, Capital Wrestling uh, is this new place, Capital Wrestling Center. Uh, it has the Thunderdome screens, screens on, I believe, two sides, right? And then you got the fans behind, like, um, the mesh cage. With yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the fans were pretty much all around right up close, but the Thunderdome screens were pretty much about as far back as you could put them. Yeah, and then you have the mesh cage with, the, I guess, like, it was like a plexiglass even behind it to, like, reinforce it. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, so that, 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 that cage had some gift to it. Yeah, so the cage had, was more for, like, the visual effect. More than anything. Like I said, dark and smoky, interesting. Uh, felt like they built it on Raw Underground. That was my only thing about it. Yeah. So anyway, North American title match. NXT North American Championship. Damian Priest defending his title against Johnny Gargano with 80% of you feeling Damian Priest is going to retain this. as 20% of you go with Gargano for having the upset. Yeah. Damian Priest goes over here. He counters the hangman's uh, reckoning. Yeah, he counters uh, the one final beat into the reckoning, which is basically like, yeah, twisted. I guess I've said twisted hangman's DDT, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he did a, a hang. He's done this, I think, only one other time. He basically did a hangman variation of his reckoning. Yeah. Which freaking spike Gargano. <laughs> yeah, really good job from both of these guys, right? Yeah, this was a wild match. Um, I like how early on they they kind of did what I figured they'd start doing with uh, that mesh cage when Gargano went for one of his suicide dives. Priest uh, Priest connected with it instantly and immediately started to sell. Yeah, and once once I saw that, I was like, "Yep, that's going to be a thing." But this this match was all over the place. I love that late on in the match they teased um, the fact that when Priest had his match with with Bowler, the thing that wanted to bite in him was he got knocked off the apron and hit the steps. They almost had it happen again. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that spot. I was thinking, I wonder what they're setting the steps up here for. Uh, but yeah, they did a really good job here. I, I thought everything was very excellent. Uh, you know, the, the whole story of this match is Gargano working Priest's left leg to slow him down and Priest fighting through it. Uh, there was a cool part where Gargano reverses the crucifix power bomb into a sunset bomb. I also like that uh, crucifix bomb on the outside of the apron. That, uh, But the problem was like the bump, the landing itself kind of looked disappointing. I know what they were going for, but there's no safe way to hit somebody. They're calling it the razor's edge, so I give them credit. But yeah, those crucifix yeah. bombs, there's no safe way to throw somebody onto the apron with yeah. that. So it just wound up making for a disappointing bump. I think the problem with that bump is something they they kind of need to adjust. They have Priest going more for distance rather than height. If he goes more height than distance, that spot looks a lot better. 
Yeah, for sure. Because he's not, he's not, he's not even the thing that made the Raiders edge so nasty is how high you're coming from, not necessarily how far you're getting thrown. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was interesting though. There was a lot of cool stuff there. You know, Gargano countering that reckoning into a standing sliced bread and not pile driving his own head into into the freaking mat like Blackheart. We'll talk about that Monday though. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Priest doing that, uh, the outside dive and then Gargano throws, uh, the security guards into the line of fire. And essentially when he does, that winds up distracting the ref. And then Gargano, uh, he winds up hitting his, uh, he winds up hitting a dick kick on Priest and he kind of rolls him in for a two count, which was the first full finish here. Everyone thought that was going to be it. No, it wasn't. Uh, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Just good match overall. You know, I, I remember EB mentioning in the chat room that either Grimes, Thatcher, Bronson, or Dexter Loomis will be one of the next four. He thinks should be one of the next four for Priest. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, I would like to see Grimes. I think out of all those people, he's, at least when it comes to the standings of a heel, he's been impressing me. I mean, I've always been a fan of his. But out of, yeah, if you're going to have a, if you're going to have four to pick from, that's, that's a pretty decent four. Yeah. Oh, no complaints there. And I mean, Loomis is semi what owned it, uh, owed the title shot when he gets back because he was supposed to be in that ladder match that Priest was in. So Yeah, exactly. So it couldn't hurt to do that. You know, I can see yeah. where you're coming from with that. But yeah, I really liked it. Good opening match. Uh, you know, cross oh, yeah. Hard hitting now. opening. Priest knows what he's doing there too. And, uh, yeah, nice callback, like you mentioned, with the steel steps and everything. Yeah, because the second I saw him on the apron, I was like, oh, God. It's going to happen again. <laughs> He's going kidneys first and losing the belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, next we had a singles match, Velveteen Dream against Kushida. With 62% of you feeling Velveteen Dream is going to go over. 38% of you feeling it will be Kushida. Uh, Kushida. Wild finish. Yeah. Um, he started out with the top, the top rope hoverboard lock. Yeah. Dream like tried to counter it and then freaking Kushida like a pit bull didn't let go yeah because he basically does that like you said the top one he kind of moonsaults with them into the hoverboard lock they land so then dream counters that into the dream valley driver but Kushida doesn't release the hoverboard lock so after the rotation dream top somewhere in the middle that he actually even uses the ropes or kind of not uses them but gets to them and then Kushida rolls him through which is then when he yeah. goes to the dream valley and then even that he doesn't freaking release so he winds up yeah tapping. freaking Kushida was vicious it is a match all match long. Yeah. And also after, before we get into the, the body of the match, Kushida winds up beating up Dream like more and he puts him into the hoverboard lock more. So, uh, you know, I guess it's just full blown heel, which kind of funny was it had to do with somewhat of a double turn if that's what they're going I for. I don't here. even, I don't even know if as much as a, like, a heel turn as much as like Kushida took everything extremely personally. So it's like, okay, you want to play this game? Let's play this game. Because, I mean, we've known Kushi. Kushi has had a little bit of a mean streak, but he hasn't shown it yet in NXT. Yeah. And that's what they were saying. And, that, and, and be that, that was Kushida. a big opportunity that Dream basically took away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, overall, this was cool because they were displaying a way more aggressive Kushida. And then you had Velveteen Dream out here who came out like Doc Brown, sort of uh, <laughs> mocking the fact awesome. that Kushida is the, uh, is the Back to the Future Marty McFly gimmick. Which, uh, yeah, I thought that that was pretty interesting. I like, I love Beth saying, uh, Dream made a big mistake turning his back to the future. That like, was, <laughs> that was the line of the night for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're pushing this new aggressive Kushida. I guess they figured, you know, before he joins Bullet Club, may as well take advantage of him while he's here, right? That's and, uh, right. 
you know, since when has Dream used that Bronco bust? It's like pretty much the identical Xbox one. It's not even just like a single thrust. He's just like not Bronco busting he's, it. Every once in a blue moon, he throws something new out. So I guess that's something where it's like he's always had it there, but it's like, hey, let's do it now. Okay. Yeah. I did like Kushida going for that springboard back elbow and then Dream catching him and put it to the sleeper. Uh, the basement dropkick from Kushida where he's essentially winds up smashing uh, Dream's hand into the steel steps was cool. Yo, he tore Dream's arms apart in this match. Yeah. Like both of them, not even just one. Yeah, the arm, the, har- the arm was disturbed this match. Like even at the point where Dream power bombs him and like Kushida like kicks out, but in the kick out, he grabs his arm. He has him into like an arm bar. He makes him have to break away there. Like he was working the arm the whole time, like little by little. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much until the end of the match. I did love the, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess the first false finish. We somewhat considered a false finish as the, uh, the Dream Valley driver into that purple rainmaker. Uh, but he used his, uh, apparently they're saying, I don't know, I have to look back at it because they're saying that he used his left elbow, which is why he couldn't capitalize on the fast pin. But even in the replay, unless I'm losing my mind, that was his right elbow. I know they were selling the left elbow, but when he came down with that Dream Valley driver, I'm almost 100% sure I saw the right. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry which, if I am, but which even then it would still be okay because it's like his left arm is gonna take some of the shock from that. So no, that's just you see that's the <laughs> you make a good commentator because that would be what the save should be. It shouldn't. Like, yeah, his left arm has fuck all to do with it because he's in the air. But I'm just, I just looked because I remember when they said it, me looking specifically for the replay to see if uh, it was the right arm, and it it was. Left arm should have been fine, but whatever. Uh, and you start paying me for this shit, alright? <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool match though. You know, like Velveteen Dream, man. He doesn't have any momentum. Is everyone happy now? You guys happy? No, they won't be happy till he's fired. Which is all, which which makes me happy because they're not going to fire him. Well, was there more screens like that up? They weren't. Right? Got, it's like, no, no, there weren't. But you yeah. know, they're out there. And I mean, realistically, it has nothing to do with their little make believe play play movement. It's Kushida's first takeover. Yeah, but you know, besides that, they they couldn't have any uh. There's too much Fight Club fog out there for you to even see who's putting up from those little screens, you know. Like, even though I've always built between Dream Troop, we told out just to piss off the marks. But it's like common sense. You're going to have a six-time junior heavyweight champion win his first takeover match. I don't know, man. Kushida is Japanese, and WWE screws them no matter what the match is. Yeah, well, I can still hold, damn it. No? I love the fact that, uh, I love the fact that he said, give it all you got, Marty, when he was kicking his ass. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> oh my god, that's a callback for you, right? <laughs> yeah, this match meant nothing though, aside from entertaining us. So where do they go from here? What do they do with these two guys? Is there anything to do? Uh, I made they made Dream look bad at the end. They like yelling in pain, like ah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was as much made him look bad as much made this new mean streak and Kachia look good. Well, nothing been making Dream look good lately. I don't know what more. You know, they got to do something with him too. They already did what they did. They looked into it. <laughs> us, us people with shit to do moved on. <laughs> did we get yeah, the voting um, results here? 62% Dream, 38% Kushida. So most of you thought it was going to be Dream. Yeah, we did say it, but you see what I mean? Like most of the community even thought that it was going to be Dream here. Like, because no we, the funny thing about it is we, we were taken into factors that we actually had proof of. <laughs> I guess. Oh, oh, now I got heat. Oh, God. Oh. But um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what's next. I'd say get 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 the ball rolling with Kushida again because he had been gone for a while with that broken wrist. I think this is the kickstart. Get him get him rolling now. Like let's 
just get him back on track to wherever he was going before he broke his wrist. So. Where the hell was he even going? It seems like the press conference I mean, for a lot of these guys is the highlight of their career. The funny you thing know? is, is, at the moment, he was feuding with Walter. <laughs> all you ever <laughs> remember, they, they're bringing these really badass legends, and now you, all you ever really remember about them at the end of the day is Triple H shaking their hands in a suit. You know what the bad part is? That's the most memorable thing for me. And Nakamura is right, that a bitch. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, um, maybe that's somebody else you could throw into the whole uh, North American title picture. Kind of maybe start working them towards that. That would be pretty cool. I mean, he was part of the reason I started this feud is that he was in. Um, he was setting up to try to get to, to try to get to that championship match, and then Dream screwed him. So, yeah. you know, if they don't run this back, I mean, obviously you go that you go down that route. Yeah. Well, what were your thoughts of this entire thing? Oh, this match. This match was. I enjoyed this match. I mean, first of all, has that it seems to me now where half the fun of having dream having a match to take over to see what he's going to dress up as but i mean the guy performs he made well both of them made each other look absolutely fantastic he sold for kushida like nobody's business and even through having basically both of his arms damn near useless he still had moments where he made you think he was going to win but yeah this match was absolutely fantastic yeah, I was worried Once about Once again, push a Dream bit. delivers that takeover. You know, like I said, I was worried about his push a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I always, I, I, like I said, I look ahead like, okay, who needs this win more? Obviously, the guy who was his takeover, his takeover debut. Yeah. Versus the guy who stole in the show at every takeover he's been. Like we, I, we don't really ever talk about it, but Dream is probably one of the people you're most excited to see that takeover with one of the worst takeover records. This man does not win often the takeovers, but damn it, are we not excited to see him every time? Yeah, I can't argue with you there. What I would like to see some elevation with that, though, you know, and I really hope that, yeah. that that's nothing to do with the, the personal nonsense that's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, we'll probably get into it a little bit more Monday, but I've been hearing it's something more along the lines of like attitude thing with dreams. So. We'll see. I want to see where what our sources are for first, but I yeah. don't doubt it. So at this point in the show, there was a announcement, kind of like an announcement that you, it should have, it's years overdue, but they decided that they're going to be introducing Halloween Havoc, the old WCW pay-per-view back. You know, they put on this little video package here saying Halloween Havoc returns October 28th, which by the way is a Wednesday. So this is definitely a Wednesday night war move. This is announced here though. There's the link for any of you guys. But, uh, See it for yourself. Join us for the scariest night of the year. We have to use that voice. Halloween is back. They only have like what six or seven voices to go to. Oh lord! Always being hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. Okay, you excited? I mean, Halloween. I I was I wasn't watching at the time of the WCW era, but I've always heard great things about Halloween Havoc. When I've watched old pay per views, they've always been really cool looking. So I'm excited. Uh, There's a lot of history to Halloween Havoc for them to just throw it on a on a freaking random Wednesday show like that. Yeah, that's you would think that would be like a special weekend event or like maybe the next Takeover or something. But they're just rolling it up and throwing it like a fireball at AEW. Because at the end of the day, like something like Halloween Havoc with the notoriety that it has and the names that have been on there, you know, the matches that have happened, I believe that was, isn't that where Sting wins the title from Hogan? I, I believe so. That? 
97 or 98. I think it's 97, right? Yeah, I think it was 97. There's a lot of crazy. If you look back at the history of Halloween Havoc, even the goofy things, isn't that where the giant dies and comes back later on? He falls off the roof. (laughs) All white. And he comes back later on, I guess because it was Halloween or some crazy shit. I don't remember. But point is, if you look back, Halloween Havoc had a lot of memorable stuff and there was huge moments. If they wanted to, they could have built that up for weeks. You know, made it a thing that's finally going to happen. I I have been building that up for two months right now. You know, which in all fairness, I guess they do have about a month now. So they did the right thing here. But I mean, I, I hope that going in with promos and stuff, uh, they yeah. build up to the matches and like they would a pay-per-view, even though it's a Wednesday. Make something don't out just, of it. Don't, don't, don't just plug it once every episode. Like, yeah. like build the shit. Yeah, because it's, it's interesting to have a name like that, you know. Yeah, you're right. Eddie versus, versus Rey Mysterio during that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that was a Halloween Havoc then. Which, speaking of cruiserweights, next we have the NXT cruiserweight title match. Santos Escobar defending his title against Isaiah Swerve Scott with 100% of you saying Swerve Scott will be taking the title from Santos Escobar. In fairness, this this was a late addition. It came in the middle of the week. You know, it was like, uh, so not everyone. I don't even think I voted on this. I don't know if I would have won Swerve Scott. I don't think so. I'm surprised all of you and nobody really cares about Santos Escobar. And but I would think just, with the fact that they're been, building They've him, had like how many matches together? It's like a, it was about time but i guess not no for me i, I think they were um uh, they were building it for santos they've been building that character that guy so i never even really questioned it that being said isaiah does not go over here because finishes swerve scott basically winds up hitting so the fighting on the outside there's a bit of a struggle he has a uh, uh escobar has his back to uh to swerve and swerve has his like arms uh, around him and he winds up driving his head into the ring post on the outside uh, when struggling yeah, with Escobar. Bar between all the, the bar, the bar, that little bar between the ring post and the turnbuckle. Yeah, the, the actual ring post, since they don't have uh, the LED one there right now. And Escobar winds up, uh, one swerve is, uh, days, he pulls him into the ring and he goes over with, uh, what, what would be a double underhook gut buster, essentially. Yeah, it looks like a buster in the way they described saw it, it. You know? Um, so. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't his normal finish, right? I guess I guess he is. No, no, he he, uh, he actually had attempted the Phantom Driver, hit it, and Swerve actually kicked out. Yeah, it's a That's move I don't think I've seen him do. So, yeah, well, things didn't go exactly as he wanted there, huh? I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny to me still that it was a hundred percent for for Swerve, who <laughs> who they they're always hot and cold with him, you know? Yeah, I think that was I think that was the problem. It's just like. I, I need them to like pick one, either be hot or be cold. And this was around the time because they they talked up the fact it was like, oh, he's beaten um beaten Santos twice, and nobody else has beaten him. So I'm sitting there talking, they're talking it up like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be the night. And then it's okay. Yeah, what was this dude's name again in uh, the Indies? Uh, he um at least in Lucha Underground, he was Killshot. Oh, he had another name too that he was more known by. I forget it now, but it has Swerve in it as well. The chat room will know it at some point. Oh, it's Shane Strickland. Right there, you go. Yeah, well, this was a he. he, I mean, he performed as well as he always has. Just like I wish they would pick a direction. They're going to go either don't pull the trigger or pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there was some cool stuff from him. The corkscrew moonsault on the outside. Uh, You know, there were times where he felt like he was working more like the heel, the way he was working Escobar's left arm against the ropes and stuff. I I do like that rolling thunder flatliner that he does, which later on does come to cost him in the match, by the way. Oh, yeah, that one's up coming back to bite him. Yeah. I mean, the house call is nasty looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very awesome. The house call looks like he had to pull that, like his life depends on it. Yeah, you had uh, 
that jumping uh he pulls him off the top essentially with like a jumping ddt at one point oh yeah yeah it was like a middle rope hangman in the corner kind of yeah the uh then these guys show up right the uh the freaking yeah the heels which has surprised me actually when i was thinking about it i was like wait a minute we're gonna get heels for something like this you know because normally nxt has very little fuckery but in this particular situation they did you know but they're not really doing anything with the other guys like they really are just going to be hired hands they're good looking hired hands but they don't really use them for anything significant at all you know i mean you consider this is the most exposure i think raul mendoza's had since he's been in nxt so yeah he usually just shows up and gets beat like he's on tv every week now Mm-hmm. but yeah they were out there screwing around with the match and then this guy comes out what's his name uh ashanti ashanti the adonis yeah he's, i think he's, he i know he's a regular on 205 and i believe he and swerve have tagged together before he must only be on 205 which i haven't really been watching recently because then i noticed that he was around and like he's the guy who comes out to like i guess try to help yeah um, so in a sense they gave him a debut to be here on takeover it's funny because that backstage interview after the match killed me. What I'm all about. <laughs> My buddy got his ass whooped, but let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Like, yeah, man, I failed to help my homie out, but let me tell you about me real quick. <laughs> what? <laughs> you supposed to be happy? Yeah, so there's a little bit of stable warfare going on there. Sharing yeah. to you guys. That's where it's going. Mm-hmm. I just need one more person, so... Yeah, so they wind up fighting each other there. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, what comes back to bite him is Escobar. He winds up kicking Isaiah Scott out of the Rolling Thunder flatliner. Like, he's coming in from the Rolling Thunder, and then uh, he just kicks him out of the air. And then that's when he hits him with the Phantom Driver. And that's the false finish you were talking about before. Yeah. Which apparently Swerve is the first person they ever kick out of the Phantom Driver. Mm-hmm. Escobar, three amigos, misses the frog splash. You know, uh, Swerve hitting the, um, like you said, that house call, which was another false finish there, followed by the uh, 450. Overall good. Pretty much pretty much the spot on the apron. What might making him hit his head on that bar was uh, not even as much that he got pushed back, that when he got pushed back, he lost his footing, so he tripped into it. Yeah. Well, they're clearly invested in Escobar. They're going to keep that going. As for uh, Swerve, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what bothered me more about this, like, it seemed like they were building up for Swerve to win tonight. So it's kind of—I I don't mind Escobar because I was always—I was always a fan of watching uh, El Hilo down for Dave Fantasma. It's just the gimmick's kind of weird, but I mean the wrestler hasn't changed much. But yeah, it's like you got—you got to pick a direction you're going to go with that guy. Like, not a quest. I don't get a JTG vibe off of him at all. Not at all. They gave that guy a feature spot. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, next we have the uh, NXT Women's Title Match: Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. Fifty-eight percent of you feeling Io will be going over here, with forty-two percent of you thinking that Candice LeRae would have the upset here. Finish being uh, Io using the open palm strike when Candice is on the top, and then she hits her with that Spanish fly, followed by the uh, the moon salt. So yeah, it just popped right back up from the Spanish fly. Yeah. Pretty badass stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was a very good match. Uh, Afterwards, you had... They delivered again just like a year ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Shirai starts dominating with with a suicide dive early on, and then she hits, like, Asai Moon Salt, and, you know, she's hitting a few of her... You know, she's getting all her shit in before her momentum is stopped via backstabber. And, uh, you know, that's when they shifted back and forth there. 
also after the match i don't know why they did this was this is weird it was like a double mix where it kind of i think it drew attention away but they have tony storm show up on the tron announcing that she's back in nxt but then they do the motorcycle remember I, we never really talk about it because i don't think we've cared but uh they do that motorcycle gimmick that they've been showing on nxt for a few weeks we're like there's a mysterious person coming through these green videos or whatever and uh, I guess people were thinking it was going to be Tony Storm, you know, because of the fact that uh, oh, no, people were thinking it was going to be Bo. Bo Dallas, right? Yeah, people I did hear something about that. Bo yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Come on, man. Tony Storm popped. was completely out of nowhere. Willie would have definitely popped. But they're doing this motorcycle stuff here. This uh, freaking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to have to show this whole thing, actually. That's a waste of a precious minute and a half here. But yet yeah, a motorcycle person shows up. Spoiler alert, it's Ember Moon. It take really long in that thing. There she is. Ember Moon. Holy shit. It's to see her come home to where they're actually going to attempt stuff with her yeah but yeah this match was really solid you know shirai is great at landing on her feet she does she she does it for the monkey flip uh when she's hit by the monkey flip and then again at the head scissor spot both times she winds up coming down and recovering directly on her feet she uh, landed on uh, that monkey flip all it, it, it was so quick it looked like she lagged out and landed in that spot mm-hmm. shirai also avoiding that uh uh this girl's signature step up senton that she tends to use yeah. and uh, rolling out of the way and then hitting the, the signature stomp, uh, you know, so they were slowing the momentum on both sides. This is when she essentially recovers from the, uh, from that backstabber I mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, I've always said like Larray's springboard moonsault from the middle of the rope. It's more control than I've ever seen with that move. Yeah. Uh, that flapjack 619 springboard uh, missile dropkick sequence that we see from Shariah times was used here. Very solid stuff. Uh, and then Candice uh, winds up, uh, she gets kicked out of a springboard moonsault and she gets hit with that uh, that double underhook backbreaker. But, yeah, I uh, love a uh, really unique ref bump at one point that I've never seen before. So Candice had already elbowed the ref by accident at one point coming out of a cross face. Yeah, because she was but trying to go, the ref was EO... trying to get her to rope break, right? Yeah, and then when EO goes for the moonsault, Candace gets both her legs up, kicks EO, and then actually shoots her off into the ref again. Yeah, she recoils into him, and now it knocks him out of the ring, so you got the ref with a double bump. That ref earned his paycheck. <laughs> yeah, so he sold it good, twice too. in the same match. He bounced. That was really cool. <laughs> that, that shit looked like it sucked so bad. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Also, Candace, uh, when she... uh. When she basically pulls Shirai out of the moonsault into uh, that sit-out powerbomb. Like, she basically goes to jump on her. And then she does, like, the sit-out powerbomb. But Shirai, like, winds up recovering and then hits her with, like, a corner meteora. Yeah, which was, that one looked kind of nasty because uh, Candace wasn't right up on the turnbuckle like usual. She was at least a good maybe couple inches away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, a lot of interesting stuff here, you know. Uh a bit of fuckery because uh you can't have uh this angle go on without there being gargano right good old johnny shows up and he's in a freaking referee suit with no pants this is this once again that, 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 that bothered me more than anything else i was like yo you couldn't put some pants on before you came out here. he's in a rush 
like his match is in almost an hour ago. How much of a rush could it be? <laughs> you been sitting surprised. back there just tights the whole fuck. But he still winds up kicking out there. You know, this was after she uh she hits her signature stomp. She hits that wicked stepsister, which is pretty much her signature stomp, and then that's when the whole ref thing happens. He comes out as the ref. And then she has like a bit of a tantrum in the ring. I kind of like this. I thought this was awesome. In fact, that like, you know, she hits that finisher and then he comes out of the ref and she thought she'd get the finish. Now she's actually crying about it and he has to cheer her up. That shit was great. She was such a brat. It was wonderful. You know, she's having like this little meltdown. And then Gargano is, uh, he grabs, he goes on, he grabs the title to cheer her up. Like he's like, this belongs to her and he's going to get the title. And uh, he's really using it as a distraction because now the ref is going to start arguing, you know? And in that time, love, the arguing, he can slip the title to Candace. I love know? how slick and, he did it. Like, that was yeah. like Eddie Guerrero slick. Yeah, and then Candace, in the meantime, while he's arguing with the ref, is taking the title, and Io Shirai regained consciousness just enough time to be able to take him out by the title, which would have made it definitely look like a finish. That's the one thing, man. NXT has like three or four false finishes in like one match here. So, yeah, obviously, this wasn't going to be the finish. I love that. Like, she still when, kicks out of that. I love that when EO kicked out, Johnny Gargano had like an old school Christian level meltdown. Yeah. They're both both brats. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Hell of a match, though. Yeah, very entertaining match. They did all the heel stuff, and that just makes uh, EO Shirai look even that much stronger because they pulled out all the stops, and it took that much more for her to win. Candice does a great role as a heel, though. Oh, yeah. Excellent job. Yeah, really good stuff there. Wow, it feels like a short pay per view, right? Right, it was only five matches. Yeah, that's it. We're already at the NXT takeover. The short. <laughs> yeah, these take takeover. They're short and sweet. You know, it's kind of like they didn't yeah, take too short, many chances. Short, sweet, and brutal. Yeah, they didn't take too many chances. They didn't really do too much stuff. They were like, "Look, we're just here to uh, to wrap up these storylines and not get sick." <laughs> you know. five matches they're gonna kick the dog shit out of each other and then we're going home they hit the stopwatch Vince was in Gorilla with the stopwatch like and go <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah freaking I thought they did really good I'm not sure exactly what happens now in regards to either of them Candace herself not winning the title I thought that this was like one of her best shots at having it yeah you know? and I mean it's, it's gonna be even harder for her now because she has two former women's champions who are in the Mexican <laughs> Yeah, and that is going to be a bit of a concern, huh? Yeah. yeah, there's been so many points where I thought that she was going to get it, and she wound up not getting Don it. Don Power Wash oh, no, this how friend. dare you, you fucking thing. Can you believe <laughs> that came out there? This is not the credit card ad in the middle of the pre-show. Don't you do this shit, Don. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was looking for the uh, the posting with them, which I think I just found. There we go. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, unfortunately not the way you wanted tonight to pan out. What went wrong with the Gargano way? What went wrong? Rude. wrong? Rude. Who asks that question? There's a question like that. I'm officially taking a vow of silence because of that question. Vow of silence starts right now. Right now. Now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? What are you going to ask us next? He's not going to answer. Maybe I'm not going to answer. You're going to hold hell of a lot more. Vow's over. Vow's over. Because I got a lot to say. (laughs) Tonight, I had the ref shirt on. What happened? Where was the ref? I had a Where ref was the shirt. Ref? I oh, had maybe, a Maybe he shouldn't get in the way. Maybe he shouldn't shirt. get in the way. Maybe he shouldn't get in the way. Maybe he should do his job. And referee like went away. down. Don't referee look, look, referee went down. How officially, officially, when he goes down and I run out with the ref shirt on, I am, official. Official. I am the official. I am the official. I am the law. 
I am the captain of the ship. Actually, you should be thanking him. I'm the best referee in the world. <laughs> best wrestler in the world. Best referee in the world. I mean, best husband in the world. I'm the best referee the best in the world. Okay, well, I counted as fast as my little arm could go. My arm's hurt. Fine. Okay? Okay, okay. Like, okay. It's hurt. Okay. I got dropped in my face tonight by big, big freaking six foot okay, nine Damien Priest. Freaking dropped me on my head. Arm twitching. And I still ran out and I still went bop, bop, bop. Okay, I the yeah, best I, I could. Get it, I get it. I get it. Okay? <laughs> I still ran out and went we're good. We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's but it's fine. not. But it's not. Because a lot went wrong. A lot went a lot wrong went tonight. Wrong. It was the destiny. The destiny. I yelled it from the treetops. Destiny was on its way. But it's not on its way. <laughs> Jeez. But tonight, tonight, it's just the beginning. I've said that a lot. It's a lot of just the beginnings. This time we he have. This time we mean it. This time <laughs> At least he acknowledges it. Okay. We'll figure something out. We will figure something out. I need out. to go. I need to Dumb question. You made this night worse. You were yeah, it's all her fault. And I don't like you very much. It was you. All of these would have been great. Twat. Oh man, this company. <laughs> oh, that was funny. So it's still so strange seeing him as a heel. But at least it's not like the last time where it's like he still has fucking Perry Moore coming out. At least like he's supposed to be a heel heel now. Yeah. Whereas like before he just seemed like a slightly salty face. Yeah, that is true. And those interviews are creepy as hell, so they do wind up working, you know. Like, those interviews creep the hell out of me. Oh, my God, right? Feel like they got bodies fucking under the table right now. <laughs> yeah, but overall, good stuff. Oh, they got an Io Shirai one up here, too. That's good. She's a great promo. Let's see what we got. Io Shirai, congratulations. Still the NXT Women's Champion after a hard-fought match. What were your thoughts on Candice's efforts tonight? Yeah, Candice is good challenger, but she isn't tougher than me. She tried to use the Gargano way, but it doesn't work. The Yoshirai way is better. Well, at the end of your match, we saw not only Tony Storm, but the reemergence of Ember Moon. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I understand everybody wants to this, but it's mine. Yeah, she's intimidating as hell, right? So, so it kind of sounds like what she's saying is everything is EO. Yeah, she said the Yoshirai way is better. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's so far nobody's been able to prove it wrong. Yeah, you definitely really couldn't argue with I that, mean, right? Match with her and Amber Moon or her with Tony Storm, that would be a blast to see. Mm-hmm, which is what they were teasing there. Oh, one of the two jumping on being part of this. It's not like neither of them have been there before, even though with Tony Storm it was in UK, but still. Yeah, with Amber it was a really long time. You know. Yeah, it's been a while since since that championship run. Yeah. Like with Amber, it's been like an insanely long time. I forgot what the injury was that she had originally anyway. Yeah. It was, um, that was the Gargano ref thing again. They don't have to do that. <laughs> I know, I know what, what wound up costing you know, the title was basically Shayna tore her arms apart. Mm. They have her backstage here, actually. Can you explain what's going on? <laughs> All you need to know is Ember Moon is NXT. That's the whole thing. Sure, sweet and to the point. <laughs> Keep it obscure, I guess, for the time being. Yeah. Save it there for the TV. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So what was next on this? We had the... Uh, anything else on this match? Done here? Uh, no. Once again, ladies deliver. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. But then finally, we got uh, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly with 66% of you. Why so many? Thinking that... I guess I'm included there, though. I don't know why I'm saying why so many. I had that faith, too. 
I, I told you guys in the last show it was a wild card. But Finn Balor, 66% of you with the upset, 34% of you with, with uh, I'm sorry, 66% Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, 34%. So most of you thought that Kyle would go over like I did. Uh, finishes uh, Balor going over with a coup de grace after a crazy-ass battle there. Physical as all hell. This might have been the most violent Finn Balor match I've seen since he's been in the WWE. Yeah. After the match, Ridge Holland. <laughs> am I saying his name correctly? Ridge Holland? Yep. Is holding Adam Cole over his shoulders. And I guess it's such a stupid shot, first of all. He's holding him like he already beat him up and he's carrying him like a caveman, you know? And like everyone in the Undisputed Era is like, what could have happened? Who could have done this? I don't understand. You know, and they're all confused. There's all this confusion and stuff. But they weren't as confused as the entire internet, including myself, was. Now, listen, First I get of it. all, most people didn't even know who he was. A lot of people from the NXT UK go, oh, Rich Holland. And there were some indie people out there. You know, the way you always got your hardcore. Rich Holland, hell yeah. But at the end of the day, my problem isn't whether or not Rich Holland has a credible talent so much as it is. There has not been enough Rich Holland in all of NXT US for you to do something like that. There has not even, not even been. Not even in UK. There has not even been a fraction of Rich Holland for you to just suddenly have someone standing there holding Adam Cole and expect for things to not break into chaos. Because what we wound up having, first of all, I thought that was Pat McAfee. And I was like, look, that must be Pat McAfee holding Adam Cole. They're continuing this. <laughs> oh feed. shit. You called it in the air. <laughs> Maybe they're going to do something at the, the rumble. Pat McAfee having a special attraction there. He is. He's back again. Not, <laughs> but no, you know, yeah. so I'm thinking I felt bad afterwards, but then I look on Twitter. I decide, let me search Rich Holland, see what the reaction is. Yes. I'm just going to read out some random tweets. Oh, shit. I'm not even going to give any names. I was reading random oh, tweets. Oh, 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 shit. I laugh because Rich Holland looks like Pat McAfee's Jack brother by way of Adam Baldwin. Hashtag <laughs> NXT takeover. Who the fuck is Rich Holland in all caps? Rich Holland beating the holy hell out of Adam Cole is really random. This is more popular than anything with Rich Holland. This was at the top. Just posted a photo at Holland Ridge Farms. Oh, Whatever that place is was getting more hits on Twitter than he was. Um, anyway, oh. I just had to throw that in there. Oh, God. For um, those of you who Lonely Virgin, we brought you Rich Holland. Um, Kay, can anyone tell me who the guy who attacked Adam Cole is? Like, not his name. I got that. Rich Holland is a real person and not a Gundam character name? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Rich Holland. I That's could see it's one. good, right? That would be a good Gundam guy, right? So you could see it, that it, being a guy. Here's my problem. It goes beyond we haven't seen enough of him in NXT. There was barely enough of him in NXT UK. This man literally is only here because if he doesn't be the state, if they had just kept him with UK, they we wouldn't have seen him. He was just well, he was amongst those batch of guys just got brought over. I don't know how he made it. But yeah, like I'm, I'm still stuck an, on the Rich Holland Gundam. Because it's so perfect. He'd be That's one of those guys who he's like a badass pilot that wears a mask, but he's not really Rich Holland underneath it all. He's Prince Aramis oh or some shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Prince Aramis is really Rich Holland. Oh God! <laughs> someone tweets out, "Who was holding Adam Cole?" Uh, someone else put, "Rich Holland is basically NXT Wardlow." So someone else put, I don't ask <laughs> oh, oh, before we even go. I don't ask for many things. Can we cut this into a clip, and make it like a lonely Virgil 2.0? Maybe we can. 
Here we go. I fucking do. Some who love her my whole timeline don't know who Rich Holland is. And they put a bunch <laughs> of the, the crying faces. And then someone else put me. Who the fuck is that guy? Checks Twitter and sees it's Rich Holland. Me. Who the fuck is Rich Holland? <laughs> so, uh, yes, Rich Holland came out at the end. I thought it was Pat McAfee, which would make a lot more sense. I get that they're trying to pull the fucking uh, heel thing here, but the Undisputed Era's baby face is ex- explained to me how one man is intimidated against the four of them. Even fucking, well, it was either it was either Willie or EB who thought it was thought it was Dexter Loomis. Yeah, one even of you guys in the chat thought it was Dexter Loomis. That would have even made more sense. A lot of people on the internet also thought it was Dexter Loomis. Some people thought it was Dexter Loomis. Some people thought it was Pat McAfee. Almost no one thought it was Rich Holland. Don't you give me that almost bullshit. No one thought it was Rich Holland until they said their names. Nobody thought it was Rich Holland. Yeah. You know why? Because I watch everything. I didn't even think it was Rich Holland. So some of you thought that it was Pat McAfee, which I could totally understand. He he only had an amazing performance against Adam Cole to take over. <sighs> How disappointing. But on to happy things. This yeah. match was awesome. Yeah, before any of that nonsense happened, we do talk about the body of work here. And uh that being said, yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff in this match. This was definitely uh, you definitely get the best of these two guys in this match. It was really cool how uh, a lot of the strong grappling and transitions is what we start out with. And then O'Reilly really starts showing how aggressive he can be as a wrestler. And uh, it's interesting how when you look at the way these two guys wrestle, like both of their, like their backgrounds were displayed, you know. And then it slowly elevates because Balor's elevating it from grapples when he goes for those chops. And then O'Reilly answers back when he starts going for knee and a lot of the Muay Thai strikes. And then during the striking battle, you have Kyle who winds up hitting the midsection and he winds up buckling O'Reilly, which is where he gets the vulnerabilities and starts to capitalize here. I, I like that bit of Selly because like, you could tell, like, I think that was a, the, uh, that was basically a liver shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you did. catch one to the liver, that's exactly, you don't, you don't just shake that off. Yeah. Really solid stuff. Uh, you know, you did get the best of both guys here. I've always told you guys for years since when he was in Ring of Honor that Kyle O'Reilly was one of my favorites as far as the kind of matches he's capable of putting on. Uh, so it's no surprise. I'm glad that they eventually found that out about him. Like, uh, it's no shut. Like, this Kyle O'Reilly, people who watched him in Ring of Honor, especially near the end, we all knew this was here. Yeah. Damn we just near, hadn't seen it yet. Damn near picture perfect uh, Regal Plex from him. Oh, you know? oh my God. That was beautiful. Oh. And then, and of course, Balor, he does get his heel stuff in. He's eventually beating this guy to a bloody pulp at one point. He's bleeding from the mouth and everything. Uh, he, uh, O'Reilly winds up forcing that 1916 into a guillotine. He reverses it. So lucky for him with the first one. But, uh, eventually he pays for it because when o- Balor does hit it, it's like the 1916 from hell where it's like he's fully elevated him before bringing him all the way down. Uh, but he a lot got of every bit of that one. In. Yeah. But a lot of Kyle's uh, portion of this match was working Balor's left knee. Couple dragon legs gr- screw whips through the freaking, uh, through the ropes, yeah. the avalanche almost like knee a, drop. Almost like Tanahashi esque. Yeah. The avalanche knee drop, uh, into that heel hook. So a lot of stuff and like that. He hooked out both legs at one point. But he, well, he said Bo Dallas would have been better than Ridge Holland, right? Yeah. At least people would know who Bo was. Better than Ridge. Right in the down. I just love that Twitter went completely nuts about having no idea who this guy was, where he was from, what he was doing. You know, I legit thought it was Pat Matt. You know what? I was tired. I was getting ready. I was setting up here. I just glanced up and just took it for granted. I didn't get a good look, but you know what? I feel like even if I did get a good look, I would have still said that. Yeah. 
you know, and my reason behind that is because I went back and got a good look and I still wasn't convinced even after you said it, that that wasn't Pat McAfee. I was looking at him like I had him pause. I had it pause on him and I was like, that ain't him. <laughs> I swear to you, this is not a work. This is a shoot. I went back for a minute before we started just to make sure because I had my doubts and I paused it. I need a fact check. I paused it and I looked and I was like, that ain't him. God, Stasis, I know you're in there. You better fact check this shit. All right. Oh man! Oh my god! I just wish it would have been there for that shit. That ain't him. You should. Oh my god! Oh, why do you think? Shit. Why do you think that uh that I know so much about what was on Rich Holland's Twitter search? Because I had to go check oh. to see what he looked like. I was like, that can't be him. Well, let's look Rich Holland. That's when all the who the hell's Rich Holland tweets came up. I was like, I oh, see everyone's in the same boat as me. We're all out in the woods together. <laughs> <laughs> We were more confused in the undisputed era, like I said. Oh my god! We ever could, by the end of this match, like Bowler was coughing up a ton of blood. Like those two, I I don't think we're gonna see either of those two on NXT on Wednesday. They better not have done that to write him off, and now we just have Ridge Holland. <laughs> he better come back. That was the whole point, wasn't it? Well, I mean, for Cole, yeah, Cole better fucking show up, but. Did they give us like a Rich Holland video package at any point during the Wednesday show? They're usually good with that kind of stuff. I mean, before that three-way when he got punched like two times and was on the outside, maybe. But They must have, right? Yeah, I think it was one before that. Yeah, they didn't do a good job with him at all. They did a better job with Pat McAfee. I mean, he's only had like two matches on NXT. The three-way and the one where he dumped Gargano on his head. There was rumors that WWE... At least now that I've searched the guy, I didn't know this information before I got on here, but apparently there's been rumors circulating that they want to push this guy like a Brock Lesnar type guy. <laughs> so if, if they've already decided that they're going to just go full speed ahead with him. But the problem is you can't just start at him already being a Brock Lesnar guy. Uh, I'm Be- hoping when they say that, they mean they're going to build things up how kind of how they did with people who didn't know Brock ahead of time. But they didn't. They already had this guy come on dramatic like he's a big deal. Oh, he was yeah, holding him over right. his shoulders. Like, if we were supposed to know who he was. They didn't expect us to go who's Rick Holland. They thought we were like, look, it's him. Instead of, who's that? <laughs> See, NXT, I tried to save you. I tried. <laughs> there was no saving them. It wasn't even like, like, I didn't even, if it wasn't for you guys and, and making me double check, I would have legit came on here and been like, then Pat McAfee shows up. <laughs> I would have no-sold it so good you would have thought I was joking. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to look If it wasn't for the chat room I would have just went straight on the air with that information Just been like Then Pat McAfee showed up And I'm sitting there like No that was Rich Holland That was fucking Rich Holland Who's Rich Holland <laughs> Hold on let me, let me let me search this while we're on the air Oh so, shit look at these tweets <laughs> It would have all turned out the same way anyway You see So, so, so I'm going to just tell y'all right now in the chat Next time don't nobody say shit <laughs> If he thinks of Pat Let him fucking think it they didn't know what to say. Someone already put Dexter Loomis. I would have came on here and be like, that was that, that was Pat McAfee. I don't know why you thought it was Dexter Loomis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, overall, really good show. I thought they did a fantastic job with what they had here. And a lot of the matches, unpredictable outcomes. Uh, definitely left a lot of questions and openings. We can see, let's be open. A lot of people like Rich Holland also and are very excited for this. So we could be next week talking about this and saying, look, that Rich Holland guy, man, he's like Brock Lesnar. That's what well, I can't believe you. I heard you chuckle at that. <laughs> I couldn't even keep it together. 
But you see what I mean? I they, they made the same, it's, it's ironic to me that they made the same mistake that typical cool. WWE. They made the same mistake that they always made. And then the irony of it is they follow with the Drew McIntyre story. You know? Oh, shit. Literally the story that they should have learned from. Of taking a guy that you don't know too much about and just giving him this push that no one is aware of but you. <laughs> and how it screws him over in the end. And then they went and showed that. Oh, God. Y'all are just saying how hard I tried to keep it together during that. Oh. I couldn't fucking do it. Once I chuckled the one time and I knew he heard, I was like, shit, that's it. It's going. Oh. Is that all they had? Oh, my God. Dexter Lewis must have missed his flight. I don't know. Pat, 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 Pat must have had a show tonight. Bring they were Pat like, who looks like Pat fucking rich? You know, bring Pat back, right? He's a right to have. He, he, he did good. He, 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 he made a believer out of me. Come on, Pat. <laughs> Yeah, but so what do you think? Is this going to be a feud? Do you legit think this guy's gone? You don't think that there'll be a feud with Rich Holland? Oh no, I, I the sad part is I know it's going to be like a Rich Holland Adam Cole feud, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this is one, pretty uh, crazy. This one will be a Lulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you had to pick a best match, what would you pick? Oh man, um, shit, this one's a hard one. Honestly, it would have to be the Balor O'Reilly match because not only was it the most physical one of the night not only did by the end of that match both of them look like they've been in six car wrecks but of all the time that Finn was in NXT before and the time where he's been now which they even mentioned in our commentary he's now 6-0 and at takeovers since he's come back this was one of the best performances I've seen of him do you think they're gonna go for, go for like an Undertaker style streak with him um I don't know I'm not actually sure it's kind of hard to say, but I mean, the fact that they acknowledged um, the fact that Finn had been undefeated at five previous takeovers since he's come back, they're definitely going to make it a thing where now that he's champion, it's going to be him even being be even harder to beat. Because I believe this is actually the first takeover where he came with no demon. So I think, is it really? I, yeah, this is. I believe this is about Finn's first takeover where he just came out as just Finn. And if wow. it's not, it's probably the first one since, like, his first takeover. Wow. Crazy shit, right? Because I know the first time the Demon made an appearance was, uh, actually, no. Yeah, it's it's the first one because the first appearance the Demon ever made was at Our Evolution. It was Finn's first takeover. It was him and Atami versus the Ascension. And that was the Demon's first ever appearance. Mm, yeah, something else. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Now maybe we'll start seeing the Demon again. I mean, maybe. I definitely, if they're going to do it, yeah, they, you got to make it the right kind. It has to be one where it's like they've been like two, three matches deep. Because it used to be some of the times where it's like, this is the first time they fought. Boom, demon. Like, it was yeah. kind of weird. Like, like I'd say give it, a, give it a specific scenario where it has to come out. But I definitely would like to see it again because that's going to be a pop in NXT. Yeah, well, if they're going to keep it on him, that's what I would like to see, you know, which is, yeah. it looks to me like they are. I couldn't think of anybody else that they're going to put it on right now, you know? Exactly. And I mean, he showed out. Like Finn did fan. This was this is probably the most interesting I've been in a Finn championship match in a long time. So yeah. they 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 kicked the dog shit out of each other. It was fantastic. All right. Well, that was an interesting pay per view. They put it together the way we would have expected. Very wrestling centered, as you would hope with these kind of things. Aside from the ending there with the strange Ridgeman Holland guy. I'm gonna go have like ten different names amongst this community by the time Monday shows up. All right. Well, anything else before we wrap up here? Uh, no. That was it. Takeover 31, out of sight. In the books. That being said, thank you to everyone who has shown up for this night, this extended pay-per-view night. EB Gamer, 
Cool Ice, Stasis Dreams, Willy V2, First Killer, King Quest 770, Idolara, Need Needem, Night Owl 9000, Saddest Kitty, Janal, Bloodluster, the rest of you lurkers, and everyone listening to the live broadcast over at uh, Facebook as well as TalkBrunch.com, and of course the rest of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, and all of the other popular podcatcher apps as well as SoundCloud. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 412. This has been your NXT TakeOver 31 post show, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soglo Frazier, we're out of here. And for Rich Holland. Shut it down.